You are listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with Diane O'Brien, episode number 22. Good morning, Headhunting Housewives. It is Diane O'Brien, your recruiter. Happy Monday. Another Monday here in winter in January for all of you that live in the northeast of the states where I am. Uh, It's cold today, unlike other days we had some warmer uh, January days, but it's a cold January morning. This is about the time of year that I want to fly south when I can, (laughs) which I will be in a few days. But uh, for today, it's a Monday, and I thought today what I wanted to speak about was setting boundaries. I mentioned last week when I was speaking about different items, I think riding the wave, you know, and having fun and your job and kind of enjoying it. But I want to make sure on the flip side of that, um, to talk about having boundaries in your workday, especially, obviously, you need personal boundaries in your life to even have a business or be successful in life. But uh, in your business, it's really important too, especially if I'm speaking to the entrepreneur women out there that aren't only going to an office, doing a recruiting job or being a contract recruiter, uh, but maybe are doing that also it's through their own business. So you're the one doing all the stuff, the invoicing and the contract terms and everything that comes with being a business owner. And that's when you really have to get good at boundaries. Um, so I know this is more of a mental mind state, um, you know, than the tactical information for you recruiters out there. And keep in mind, I think on Mondays, I've decided as I've been doing these podcasts, I'm going to try to focus on the mindset because for me, as I sit here Monday morning, even though often if it's been a busy month or week, I want to jump right in, open my laptop after I have my coffee to get going to see what's going on. I've through the years learned not to do that. Um, you know, again, sometimes there'll be exceptions to the rule, but typically, even if I'm eager or excited to jump my computer for something, I've learned to sit kind of with quiet time alone to have the coffee Lately, as I'm helping you all a little bit more, I've been um, including speaking out loud into this podcast um, with different thoughts I'm having um, that are hopefully helpful to recruiters out there, women business owners. But the mental mindset, I think, of a business owner or recruiter um, really on a Monday morning is particularly important. (laughs) So not to go into a little bit of depressing news, but I know I read somewhere years ago, and I would bring this up, that Monday is like if there's going to be a suicide, it's Monday morning, right? That's a horrible thing to think about. But and a lot of times it's like heart attacks, I think are more prevalent on Monday morning. Again, I read this years ago, so don't quote me for being true. But I remember thinking that it makes sense that Monday mornings are just, ugh, right? It's probably why we all feel that way about Mondays. In fact, even in recruiting, you will find that Monday morning is when you get those dreaded emails, the one where you had the candidate that was so excited about the opportunity, that loved the first interview, but all of a sudden here on Monday morning, it's really sorry, don't think the job's right for me, or really sorry, I need to go a different direction, or really sorry, you've been great helping me, but blah, 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 whatever that may be, Right. So usually, you know, people have had time over the weekend to kind of declutter their mind, to maybe think more clearly. And that's a good thing. If they're coming and saying the job's not for them, I know it's painful at first, but trust me, you'd rather get that news early on during the first interview round or whenever it may be before they get to the hiring manager, before they go to round two and you're investing more time. The longer they're in process, um, and then they pull out the more painful. I mean, of course, we've all had people all the way at the offer stage pull out and then, um, you've invested so much time and you kind of banking everything on that one person. So you learn in recruiting as well, not to bank everything on one person. Even if you have your star candidate going for the close of the job, you're continuing to work it and find better people. Cause 
you don't control that, right? I mean, that's something we talked about in uh, one of the other podcasts. You only have what's in your control. And to keep your mental mindset straight and to stay in balance when doing a crazy job like hiring people where your product can change their mind at any point and your product, which your people have emotions, <laughs> you don't want to go on any kind of roller coaster ride with them if wherever their mental state is. So for you to stay true to who you are and in alignment with your own life, these boundaries I want to talk about are so very important. Um, so, you know, what are those? So again, the, the mental mindset ones I'm talking about as far as not going on emotional roller coasters up and down, if someone's going, doing great with an interview, if someone pulls out and decides not to take the job, just to keep your equilibrium because that's, this is part of the course, right? That's part of the job of hiring. But the other boundaries I want to speak to aren't so much keeping your own uh, balance when bad things are thrown your way in recruiting, whether it's a hiring manager, not like your person, or again, the candidate not moving forward, but just setting up your boundaries in your schedule as well. It's not just your mind, but on your calendar. Um, Of course, your mind is the most important. You have to get that clear. But then you go onto your calendar and you make sure that your time and how you schedule and set up your day is set to the way that you want it before all the business stuff interferes, right? Because remember, the business is always uh, priority two. I know people like to make you think it's priority one. I know when you go into jobs, ladies, and you want to say, I'm giving it all to my business. But let's be honest, your family comes first. And I think the reason I've gotten a lot of those work from home jobs and CEOs have allowed me to work from home my whole career, even before it's now becoming more of a thing. I was very clear and upfront about that, about that would come first. That's why I work from home. However, I give everything to my business. I do also, just like my family, I set times for my business and it doesn't stop at five o'clock. I mean, that's not one of my boundaries because I don't need it to be. A lot of people starting may have a five o'clock boundary. You turn work off. For me, I turn off maybe for a little while, but I like to pull my laptop in my lap when my family's watching TV at night because usually I don't like half the shows they're watching, but I wouldn't be with my family. (laughs) So I'll be on my laptop still working and searching for people and talking and chatting, whatever. Um, Not live time. I can sit and have my glass of wine and, you know, or whatever, or a cup of coffee or tea, whatever I'm doing that evening. Yeah, usually it's wine, but <laughs> then, you know, uh, watch television, like I said, with the family and just work a little bit and that's fine. Now, in the beginning, I could not do that. I wouldn't even have the wine in the evening or I wouldn't have been, um, I would have more than I needed probably back in earlier years. Um, so during the week, I wouldn't even do that and I wouldn't even work. It'd be all family because the kids were younger, right? And so there was a lot more running around. They were a lot more needy. That was different. I needed the five o'clock cutoff. There was no balancing the two. I couldn't have a glass of wine, a laptop when my kids were young. Um, now one's off to college and one's about to go off to college. So it's a little bit different. There's a balance there. So, you know, the other time slots that for me have worked really well. And again, this is something else, again, you'll have to find for your own even people that I mentor, that I talk about, what I recommend, like I've said before, it's really going to be you figuring that out. So maybe if I can just act as a guide, you know, I can be there for support, inspiration to guide you. Just like I tell my clients on the corporate side, I can refer you great people and I can guide you to people that I think are great, submit only qualified candidates. But if you put, sometimes they want to put in the contract, they'll make sure they have a hire by XYZ date, by the end of the month, the end of the quarter. I can't control that. You know, all I can do is refer them to great people and they control the hiring. So I can't get bent out of shape if my, uh, um, you know, search process doesn't end in a hire by the goal that I have because I can't control when they hire. I can help guide them and the clients I'm most in sync with, it works out beautifully, 
but that's not, not always going to happen in life, right? And that's not under your control. Therefore, you can't let it get under, you know, get into your head and mess with your balance. Um, so, you know, as I'm saying to you, like I would a client on the corporate side that I can't control, you know, setting those boundaries for you, you might think mine are good ideas and try them and then, you, and then it doesn't work. Well, that's not because you're failing. It's because maybe you're working by my boundaries or some boundaries of a person you read in a book or some guru that, you know, wakes up at 530 in the morning and jumps in a cold um, river. That's awesome for that person, right? <laughs> you probably know who I'm talking about, which I respect and love him as a coach and mentor myself. However, um, that might not work for us ladies that you're getting up and you're right away. Um, you have enough time, hopefully to have coffee by yourself, much less go jump in a river, you know, or jump in your pool. Uh, you might have a baby in the house, who knows? So find your own boundaries, um, and then stick to them. And I do recommend, however, that starts with early morning when you, whenever you do wake up to have, and again, for you college girls out there, I'm, you're probably not waking up early, maybe. <laughs> so just whenever you wake up, give yourself mental time to get the right mental mindset, especially on a Monday, before you jump in other things. That'd be one boundary, right? I'd like to have, in the morning, I used to call mine coffee uh, with God because i try to sit and listen. Um, it used to be coffee with my husband for the early years. It just never seemed to work out because he was running out the door or I was running out the door or he didn't have time or whatever. And so then it was me having coffee alone. And I'm like, you know, actually having coffee with God and I'm listening to whoever your God may be. And it could just be a spiritual thing. You're just leaving space to listen to what you should be focusing on. And then at times with busy things and work, it would be like, you know, coffee with whatever, sometimes with my child during the summer. Um, sometimes um, it's like right now, this podcast is important to me. So I'm giving time to that early morning. So those will shift, but you still want that space that you always hold. So no matter how I shift my morning practice, it's going to always be there. It might be with you for first quarter 2020. It might be back just with me, God and I <laughs> to Q over the summer. It's probably with my husband, like it usually is at the beach. I'm not doing this first quarter at the beach. I'm waking up and I do have a little bit of tea time usually back there in the back deck, but then I'm walking the dog earlier, going to the beach earlier. Just, you know, I'm not needing the mental mindset time work as much because all day I'm in a great mental frame of mind at the beach. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think you get the idea of that mindset and the boundaries in your calendar. And I just talked about morning. I do a little check-in with myself mid-morning. Um, I do a nice stop uh, around lunchtime, even though I'm not really one to have lunch exactly noon. I wait till later in the afternoon. Um, I, some of my best work happens at noon, I feel like. So I kind of ride that wave right through that work mode because I'm in the zone and I don't like to hit a stop button. So I've learned that about myself, but it might be more around one or two where I take a mental stop, even though I had the need and feel to keep going, keep going. I'm like, no, take a break, look up from the computer, step outside, fresh air, you know, if you want to do a little yoga, work out, whatever is going to put you in a clear frame of mind. And that way when I go into my afternoon, my true afternoon of work, I'm clear. And sometimes I need to shift focus whenever I was working on, especially if I have multiple contracts like I have right now, I might move to one client focus to focusing on another client because where your focus is, is everything, right? And you need those boundaries to stay on focus. So I know, again, this is very um, kind of ta not, not tactical stuff in recruiting, a little bit with how, you know, talking about the candidates and getting some for your experience. If you join me over, obviously, at Headhunting Housewives, I'm going to... Um, split up groups, especially more for 2Q. I'm re-ramping my whole program that I used to teach people with years ago when my book came out, uh, Work From Home Headhunter. When that book came out, I was leading um, classes to teach people to recruit. And it was so fun. I made a lot of great housewives into recruiters that are recruiting to this day. So, so fun. <laughs> um, and I actually pulled some old notes from years ago um, when I was doing that a lot more. 
And, um, and it was interesting. I remembered some things I forgot about that worked really well. So I'm putting all the best parts of that program into a new program for 2Q. I am doing Zoom calls with those of you that are finding me early through this podcast and want to jump on, um, a call with me within Headhunting Housewives to get a head start. Um, I only have, you know, limited seats for that. Uh, through Zoom, as you know, they only have limited seats they give. So it's not a, a ploy that's really, there's only so many seats that I have right now, as well as time and, and bandwidth to give to people. But 2Q after my um, big hiring season is over, I'm looking to have more time. I'm hiring help right now to help make that happen more. I'm hiring someone within just my company to focus on helping more housewives and headhunters so I can focus more on it. So I'm excited about 2Q and giving more time there. But for now, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, um, I hope these podcasts are helpful to get you ready, get you geared up, sign up again with that, and then we'll go deeper, uh, whether it's just on Fridays right now, or then more, not just on Fridays, but just uh, a program to help you practice things I'm talking about, both on the mental mindset, maybe for entrepreneurs, but then the tactical for recruiters. Um, so in sticking with other boundaries, as far as just other ideas for you that might work when you practice in your own life, we mentioned the morning, the day, um, you know, uh, the end of your day, a hard stop at the end of your day, whatever time that might be. And keep in mind in speaking about boundaries, I think it's fair to say that, you know, I am just so you know, you know, open with my clients with that. Sometimes you think you have to hide boundaries, right? Or, you're, they want you to be on a conference call at three and you're sweating it maybe as a mom because you have a pickup at 3.30. Just so you know, I go right into it in the very beginning. In the old days, I would be sweating, right? Hoping, oh my gosh, I have to get my kids up. Hopefully I'll finish this call up. And I felt weird about telling maybe all the male counterparts on the call that my kids get ready to jump in the car. That changed for me years ago. I say the past 10 years, I'd own that. But I know for you listening, I want you to be able to be strong enough to own that now, wherever you are, whether you're a college student, have to jump into class, whether you're a young mom, have to go get a kid, whether you're, you know, an entrepreneur and um, you have another client call that is important too. You can't let your client run over the calls past your time limit. So again, what I do is I make it clear early on that, hey, this call is set up for about, you know, 45 minutes. Maybe your client set up and they have it for an hour and a half. That doesn't fly. Hey, I only have 45 minutes today. I can follow up again later if needed, but I have a hard stop at 1 p.m. I have a hard stop at 2 p.m. You know, use that terminology if needed. You don't even have to give a reason. Or for me, I do. I'm like, by the way, I'm picking up my kids at 3.30. I throw that out there. If I have clients that don't get, there's a world more important than just them. They're probably not the client for me. And again, in the beginning, I'm not saying that should work for you. That wasn't even working for me you know, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to say that with authenticity and, and feel power in it. It would have made me feel weak. Now I feel more powerful by it. So I think that's the key to know where the boundaries are for you. It's something that you believe in. It's a big kind of like a pillar of a rock you're putting in your schedule that you're not moving. It's not a pencil in, it's a pen in. It's that important to you. And usually those are family things or other areas of your business that you know need to happen for your business to grow. And you can't let a client, candidate, or anyone kind of spin you out of control during that day, especially here on a Monday, right? <laughs> um, so I think that's about, you know, that gives you enough information to go on for the boundary side. Um, and talking about boundaries, I'm about 15 minutes in. So I want to keep these short on Mondays. I know they say podcast should be at least 20. I usually like mine a little shorter and sweeter for little bite-sized pieces. 
Um, but since I did that all in a mindset, I do want to give a little tactical information um, because I feel like a lot of you out there are wanting the more nitty gritty of recruiting. So I'm trying to mix my mental mindsets a little bit in with the tactical. Um, and again, I think I'm always trying to focus Mondays on Monday mindset, but Tuesday make more tactical. So for tomorrow morning, if I do one in the morning again tomorrow or tomorrow afternoon, um, I'll focus on a tactical piece. And I think like today to leave you on that, the one that I kind of touched upon was, um, I mentioned that first mindset about the person that calls over the weekend or Monday morning. And that just happened to me just so you know, I had a candidate this weekend. It was a real life experience. Like everything I give you are all from my real life experiences to help you. Um, but they already had a phone screen to give you the background for the more tactical side of things here in recruiting. They already had the phone screen. Um, they were coming, I think Tuesday to shadow some people in the office to meet the COO. Um, you know, usually after the first meeting, it wasn't even a phone screen. They actually had already had their first meeting. Usually things do get safer because when that face-to-face happens and it feels like a fit, you're, it's more of a home run. But, you know, again, we're dealing with human beings here. So people change their minds for the better and worse. Sometimes they're making a good decision. Sometimes they're not. But that's not in your control. And, and who are you to know? Someone's best decision, right? They might have a way better job out there than the one you're offering. So you have to always be, the way you respond, um, really just kind about it. First of all, don't get your ruffles all, you know, uh, your feathers all ruffled because they're pulling out early in the game on you after they were so excited and all the time you invested. But it's more about them too, not just you, is that it's probably a better direction. So I often do offer still to help guidance. Like, are you sure? Do you want to talk about it? Um, you know, if not, I remind them not, not to burn any bridges, send a nice email just because they're letting me know, let the managers know they met with, um, CC me. So I see that and just leave it on good terms. You never want to burn a bridge. So the same things I would tell people, uh, you know, as a mentee to me, I tell candidates, um, and the same thing goes for good clients. If there's a candidate they love and they're not wanting them, they might come back in a year, right? So this is 101 stuff um, of, in kindness. <laughs> Don't burn bridges, be kind, set people up for success, yourself included. So that's how you tactically would handle that. Um, and at different levels of where you're hiring, it's, you know, a lot of this stays true and the same for all levels, but then there might be little nuances that you do for a different level if you're hiring a, like a recruiter or salesperson versus a COO for a company, right? So we'll get into that more um, as we dig deeper into what level you are so I can, you know, uh, speak more specifically to specific audiences. For this podcast, I'm keeping it pretty general for all of those that you're finding me out there. Um, but that is just a little bit of the tactical side of how you would handle that. And of course, keep your time limited. You might feel the need uh, to call that person and try to spend you know, t- your time, more of your time convincing them. Don't go into convincing mode. Ask questions. See what comes out from their end, just like a good interviewer would. You're not ever convincing someone to take a job. You're just laying it out and see where things naturally flow. Um, trust me, you'll save so much time and energy like I've talked about before. Um, to make sure you're having things flow in the right direction, that you're following the path that's supposed to be in this life, that maybe it's already set up, not trying to force anything, right? Just, I think the true power and being a great recruiter is to allowing that space for both the client and the candidate to connect with you, to connect with each other. There's no forcing here. It's going to happen naturally and let it because that's where all the ease comes from. That's where you can hire a lot more for less time for more money. Um, so always have that mindset, even if you're just starting out as a recruiter, um, to go with that when people kind of, when things don't go your way. 
Um, and then for tomorrow, what I'll do the, to stay on the more tactical side of things is that I'll focus on um, when you're doing emails um, and when you're talking, let's say to the candidates more, how to limit yourself timing, whether that's on the phone call, what I like to limit things to in the beginning, especially if it's 10, 20 minutes, how the emails that I shoot out are, how I reply, how I kind of organize my day around those boundaries, I think might be helpful to you on a tactical level. Again, we'll dive into this in groups, but I think that could be helpful to anyone listening right now on a Monday morning that might be feeling some stress or angst with their week ahead. So to leave you, I'll just say again that um, for all you headhunters or housewives <laughs> or the combo of the two, if you are a headhunting housewife like myself, um, I want you to really enjoy this Monday. I want you to enjoy this life you're living, the business that you have, and just by feeling grateful. Um, I'm still finishing my morning cup of coffee as I am finishing this, and I'll still have time and space here as the sun's coming up to um, have the same alone time that I had before I started doing the podcast. I'm not giving anything up. I'm just adding. And make sure your business feels like that or new, any new business endeavor that you go on feels like that. It should be an addition to your life, a beautiful addition. It should bring uh, more happiness and wealth and joy, not take away. And I know, yes, in the beginning, it's not going to feel like that. I go a little gung-ho crazy if I start a brand new business endeavor. Um, you know, I kind of focus, focus, focus. There is truth to the whole take massive action early. But it doesn't mean you can't have boundaries around it. You might, you know, just go into it aware that you might do that for a limited time. and You might move some boundaries for a short time. But then you're putting them right back in place because they're so important. So just make sure you're always thinking of that mindset because even though we've been taught that business is most important and it's the bottom line and businesses often look at profits, right, revenues, I think for smart women, us women in business, where that's not the most important thing, yes, you want to make money, but your bottom line should be your happiness and your client's happiness. The money's going to flow, right? Later, we'll talk about worth, making sure you're getting your money. But that should be your key thing, not just your bottom line, because your client's bottom line is important too. And when I say bottom line, it shouldn't just be about numbers. It's the bottom line of your day, how you're feeling, how your client's feeling. Because here's a little secret, right, to getting clients that I'll throw in here for all of you that always want to talk, how do you get clients, how do you get clients? Because they've always come very easy for me. And the secret, for those of you that stay with me on this podcast, that I believe is the big secret to finding clients is that you care just as much about them as you do about you. That's the big secret, y'all. <laughs> it's the golden rule. Wow, who knew? It's not about how much money you know, you're going to get from them or how much money you're trying to go after. It's not about trying to get them to be your um, client. And then once you have them sign up, you have the money, you don't care, you want more clients, you're going after other clients. No, when you have that client, <clears throat> and I was like this with mentees and who I was teaching, that's why I always, always took a limited amount. I don't want to sign up a hundred of you because I can't help a hundred of you. I want to sign up like five or 10 of you to my mentee class and housewives. The rest of you, I'll give free information. But the ones that come on with me week to week, will go, will go really deep to the real secrets. But for those of you listening right now, again, there's a little secret is that when you get that client or they find you especially, you want to give them all the love. You want to love your client, right? And there'll be another podcast. I talk about clients a lot, but you have to love the clients you have. And when I say love, that means you're going to treat them like you would want yourself to be treated. Maybe even treat them better than you would want to be treated. You want to really give them everything you have. And we'll talk about that 
because you can do that with boundaries. And when you learn that, you're going to get the most amazing clients finding you and you're going to serve the hell of them. You're going to close the business deals. They're going to love you and you're going to love them because it's going to be a win-win. So I'll leave all of you with that on this beautiful Monday morning. The sun is coming up. So yeah, even though I'm in January and there is snow on the ground, it is really a beautiful day. I complain about the cold, but I do love winter too. <laughs> this is the time I put my roots in deep, right? Because when spring comes, we're going to be celebrating. We had such a great first quarter. I mean, it's not just about celebrating all the wins in business, but then you're going to have time to spend because you just really knocked out first quarter. And I've kind of lived my life a little bit that way. And if it works for you, it's going to be a beautiful thing too. So I wish you all a happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say gentlemen too. Uh, you headhunting housewives and house husbands out there that are actually running your households right now. You probably haven't gotten in your business yet this early in the morning. Um, so enjoy that time with them this morning. And then when you turn your focus into business, enjoy that time. So it's been a pleasure speaking to all of you. Have a great Monday and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It is completely free to join and we offer lots of great advice, support, and even a little inspiration. So please come join us at headhuntinghousewives.com. That is housewives with a V.com. And yes, this still is for you men as well. Hope to see you all there.